You've tuned in to Naturopathic Earth Radio and Holistic Health News, where you get the latest on medical cover-ups, government malfeasance, toxins being put in our food and home, as well as sound, clean eating principles. We are here to cast a light on what the big sick care industry and its government shills don't want you to know. Don't be a slave to Big Pharma. Break free of the shackles of big food and start your journey now on a long, purposeful life. Become a citizen of Naturopathic Earth. Here's your host, A. Gregory Luna. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Naturopathic Earth Radio. Hope you're doing great. Thanks so much for returning. Today, we're going to talk about fast food and antibiotics. This reminds me of the episode that we did probably about three months ago about uh, whether or not antibiotics make us fat. And in the article that we read or that we discussed, talked about how uh, livestock uh, owners or farmers, even though they're not really farmers, livestock people and, and big business, big big food companies intentionally put antibiotics and give them to their animals to plump them up. So um, let, let's let's go here. Let's let's read this CNN article about what's in your meat. Restaurant report card. What's in your fast food meat? And this came out on Thursday, so this is kind of in the news. It's in the zeitgeist right now. Our favorite fast food could come back to bite us, according to a report released Wednesday. And it's not just the extra calories. The new report guard, the new report grades the 25 largest U.S. fast food chains on where they stand on antibiotics. The results are a mixed bag. For the third year in a row, only two A's were awarded. They were awarded to Chipotle, Mexican Grill, and Panera Bread. More companies passed this year, though, than ever before. So... If you don't know this, if you haven't heard the earlier episode, the majority of our food, unless you get organic meat, um, is going to be shot up with antibiotics, growth hormones, and then the cows or the chickens are fed genetically modified uh, feed. They're not fed grass. And this goes back to the episode on uh, which egg is best, uh, vegetarian, pasture, and whatnot. So animals are typically, uh, cows eat grass. They're, they're herbivores, right? They're not meant to be eating genetically modified uh, corn. And chickens are omnivores. They eat grubs and they eat um, you know, weeds and stuff like that. So the, the, the most nutrient-dense eggs are going to be those that are from pastured chickens, the ones that are actually eating what they've been wired to eat for millennia. And so when you go to a restaurant, even a high-end restaurant, the high-end restaurants are not giving you organic meat. So the meat that you're getting is just make the understanding that it's been shot up uh, with antibiotics and growth hormones and fed genetically modified crop. And then, you know, of course, all those cows are walking around their own manure and they're all diseased. So let's see how well our companies are doing in terms of getting out antibiotics because a lot of them have made a proclamation to get antibiotics out. And let's see how well they're doing. So, Chipotle and Panera did a very good job, but 11 of the top 25 chains received an F, so almost half, having taken no discernible action to reduce use of antibiotics in their supply chains. Nine companies didn't respond to the survey at all, just like last year. Well, I wonder why they didn't respond. Quote, these drugs have historically been given to animals that are not sick, 
to accelerate weight gain and prevent disease in crowded and unsanitary industrial farming conditions, wrote the author who comes from six public interest groups, including the Natural Resource Defense Council, Consumers Union, and Center for Food Safety. While regulations and consumer pressure have encouraged some chains to cut back on the use of antibiotics, some experts worry it's not enough to stave off developments of superbugs that can't be killed by some of our current medicines. These bugs may get into our meat and produce. And in fact, when I talked about do antibiotics make us fat, the large majority of our antibiotic exposure is not from our good, well-meaning, earnest doctor or pediatrician who gives us an antibiotic because of our throat infection or sinus infection. The majority of our antibiotic exposure is because of animals. We eat it. We eat the the antibiotic exposure. Um, And so the question remains, if antibiotics are making our cows fat, and it's intentional here, everybody knows that this isn't some sort of conspiracy theory that big, uh, big agriculture, big agricultural and big business and big livestock companies uh, give their their livestock antibiotics to get them fat. The question is, does that make us turn get make us fat? Does that increase the chances of us getting fat? Quote, if we don't rein in this pattern of antibiotic resistance and bacteria, what we will see is a half of a century of medical progress reversed, said Lena Brook, a food policy advocate with the Natural Resources Defense Council. Despite nearly half of restaurants receiving a failing grade, this is an improvement over the 16 that failed last year. Great, I guess 11 failed last year. So, It's a rapid shift that we've seen in just a few short years, and that leaves me really hopeful, says Brooke. Well, I guess that's half glass, half, glass, half empty, half full, but I guess it is an improvement that they are, there are less failing. The total of 14 fast food and fast casual chains earned passing grades, a boost over nine last year. There were only five the year before that in 2015. It's important to note, however, that while remarkable progress has been made to reduce or even eliminate use of medically important antibiotics, this progress has largely occurred in chicken production, the authors say. This is how Chipotle and Panera have stood above the rest, by making sure that pork and beef, in addition to poultry, are raised without antibiotics. So kudos to Chipotle and Panera. So you can go there and be pretty confident that regardless of whatever meat, you get, it's not going to have antibiotics in it. Quote, while we are pleased to see others in our industry follow our lead in this important area, this report shows that there's still more work to be done across the industry, says Chris Arnold, a Chipotle spokesman. Yeah, really, he's probably like, yeah, we're in first place, shove it. That means more people who are health conscious and greeny and organic and whole paycheck-y type are going to come to us. Suck it, Chili's, which of course is not surprisingly an F1. The credit that for the most improved goes to KFC, which jumped from an F last year to B- minus after committing to phase medically important, quote-unquote, antibiotics out of chicken supply by the end of 2018. Antibiotics are considered, quote, medically important for their use in humans, per the WHO. Subway earned a B plus for working to curtail antibiotics in poultry and meat. However, its plan to do the same with pork and beef was far off in the future in comparison, keeping it from an A. All right, we're still Subway, KFC. All right, these are our Bs. Earning Bs and Cs were Wendy's, Taco Bell, and Chick-fil-A. All have made moves to reduce antibiotics in their chicken. What about McDevils? McDevils. McDonald's also earned a C plus, just like last year. The company updated its Vision for Antibiotic Stewardship Policy in August saying it planned to pare down unnecessary antibiotic use in all meats. Unnecessary. Hmm. 
that's so loose. That's so that gives them a lot of latitude, not really to stick to this this vision for antibiotic stewardship policy that they made. However, the company failed to give a timeline for pork and beef. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, we'll fix it and uh, just yeah, we'll get there. Quote, we, we remain committed to making a meaningful reduction in the use of antibiotics in beef and pork while we share our, our progress on beef in 2018, says Marianne Gross, Senior Vice President for McDonald's North America. Pizza Hut made a token effort, the report author said, receiving a D-plus for creating policies that affected only a small portion of its chicken. Starbucks earned the same grade for pledging to address antibiotic use in poultry but not pork and beef. So they're like, yeah, we'll do the chicken because the chicken's easier, but yeah, yeah, the pork and beef. Honestly, I'm surprised how Starbucks is on this. I mean, they, they, they really don't offer a lot of like entree stuff, but it is a large chain. Okay, here come our failures. Here come our bad students. These are the, the students who like don't pay attention in class. And I have so many of these, right? They don't pay attention. They tune out. And then it's the end of the of the cycle grade. And they come up to me. They're like, well, why am I failing? What, what, what do I owe you? And I go, okay, you owe me seven outstanding. What? what? Earning a D were four chains. Burger King, Dunkin' Donuts, Jack in the Box, and Papa John's. These restaurants committed to limiting antibiotic use in some or all of their chicken. However, the company's plans were unclear, and in the case of Papa John's, unverified by an outside auditor. So what? What's the big deal, right? Antibiotic resistance is one of the biggest health threats facing us today, says CNN chief medical correspondent Sanjay Gupta. We take it, we've taken too many drugs, and as a result, they don't work the way they used to because the bacteria can figure it out. They mutate. When animals get antibiotics, often in their food or drinking water, the drugs may kill a number of bacteria, but a handful might harbor a gene that makes them resistant to drugs. Those bacteria may survive, multiply, and spread. These bugs can move off of farms, Brooks said, and find their ways into communities. They can even share their genes with weaker bacteria. The U.S. Center for Disease Control, the CDC, and the WHO have repeatedly warned about the not-far-off public health threat of antibiotic resistance. The CDC estimates that at least 2 million Americans contract antibiotic resistance infections every year and that 23,000 die as a result. Uh, these would be like MRSA, for example, staph infections. And these infections are often longer, more costly, and more serious, according to the CDC. The WHO cautioned in a 2014 report, quote, a post-antibiotic era in which common infections and minor injuries can, can kill, far from being an apocalyptic fantasy, is instead a very real possibility for the 21st century. Taking steps. Okay, what steps can we take? While some experts criticize the routine use of antibiotics, others defend the practice, saying that antibiotics play an important role in maintaining animal health and may prevent an entire herd of sick animals that require these drugs, these drugs down the line. Okay, this 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 bothers me right here. Who are these people who really think that antibiotics play an important role in maintaining animal health? So this is a preventative prophylactic event, right? So let's shoot them all up with antibiotics in the event that they get sick. How about we don't do that, and then the ones that do get sick, we don't slaughter and put it in the food supply. But see, these companies won't do that. These Conagras, these, these companies won't do that because that would cut into their profit. Like, for example, if... Um, E. coli. E. coli is a major problem in our meat, right? If you look at a sample of meat, a large majority of it has E. coli. So instead, and one of the reasons that E. coli is so pervasive in cows is one of them, they're walking around their own feces, so it's in their feces. But there's studies that show that if they stop feeding them genetically modified feed and feed them grass, 
and hay or whatever, that the E. coli would go away, right? But that's not the solution to these companies. The, sol- the solution isn't to them to eat grass because it's more expensive to give them grass than the, than the genetically modified corn because corn is subsidized. So what they do is after the meat comes up from the slaughterhouse, they send it to another company like BPI, and BPI will treat it with ammonia. So our meat is then shot up and washed in ammonia, and then that's the meat that we eat. So to them, it's cheaper, and I'm sure they've broken down the numbers, it's cheaper to go treat our food, our meat with ammonium, than just switch it and give the cows what they've been freaking eating since the caveman time. It's extremely frustrating. Despite the improvements detailed in the new report, Brooks said it's unclear why there's so many holdout companies with failing grades, many of whom did not answer the group's questions. Quote, these companies tend to have long-range contracts. Perhaps they're buying from recalcitrant producers. So I think most of you guys know that these fast food restaurants don't have their own livestock camps. So it's not like uh, like Burger King has the Burger King farm where they raise their potatoes for french fries and a Burger King livestock ranch where they raise their meat. They get these guys from the suppliers. And most of these places get it from the same suppliers, the same companies. And then they sell it at their, you know, with their particular name. This is the same thing you see at supermarkets, right? Supermarkets are the same thing. Like your can of corn from the local, like over here, the H-E-B corn. H-E-B is not making the corn. They just get it from a certain supplier and then they slap their name on it as H-E-B corn. The U.S. The US Food and Drug Administration has taken steps to limit the use of some, some antibiotics in food animals. By January, animal drug manufacturers no longer allowed medically important antibiotics to be prescribed to be prescribed solely for growth purposes, according to the FDA. Hmm. But this left open the possibility that these drugs could be used for routinely prevent disease, even if no animals were sick, so long as a veterinarian had a written prescription. Yeah, well, you know, it's like medical marijuana prescriptions. That's going to be given pretty loosely. So I'm not I'm not too happy about this. This drew criticism that the FDA's efforts didn't go far enough. Good, I'm glad so. This represents a giant loophole loophole in FDA guidelines, which effectively did little to stop the misuse of antibiotics in animal agriculture, the authors of the new report said. Quote, while the FDA believes the prevention use the prevention use of antimicrobials in animal agriculture can play an important role in effectively managing animal disease, it is critical that that such use be judicious, the agency said in a statement. The FDA recommends that these drugs only be given if there are, re- there are no reasonable alternatives to prevent disease. It doesn't endorse giving these medications to apparently healthy animals in the absence of information that such animals were at risk for specific disease. Because the FDA's initiative was not fully implemented until 20, January 2017, it is too early to speculate on how this effort may impact antimicrobial use in the animal agricultural setting, the agency said. Before the FDA's announcement, around 70% of medically important antibiotics were used in farm animals, not humans. As we mentioned, most of our ingestion and most of the the production, most of the antibiotics produced in America by Big Pharma are actually given to uh, animals, not us. And really, uh, the Big Pharma companies, they're they're not investing a lot of R&D or research and development in antibiotics because antibiotics don't make them a lot of money. I mean, whenever you take your penicillin, how much is your penicillin? Like $10. So even though we're like one or two strands away from having the super bug wiping us out, Big Pharma's like, yeah, we'll just hide your bets because we're making $27 billion off of Xanax or Zoloft, you know. So they know where their money is, all the chemo drugs. 
The vast majority of these drugs used in animals are tetracyclines, a class of antibiotics that also include treatments for chlamydia, great, Lyme disease, and other harmful microbes in humans. These are drugs that are, are really, in plain words, important to the functioning of human medicine as we know. What I'm hoping for is that for this report, we'll inspire companies to make similar commitments really quickly. Don't hold your breath. Okay, so let's go through the list here. Let's take a quick break so you can hear my bad techno music. Okay, we're back. I feel like I was in Hamburg, Germany, circa 1981 with that little rift. All right, so here are the A grades. Chipotle and Panera, which we've already mentioned. B goes to Subway, Chick-fil-A. All right, Chick-fil-A. KFC and Taco Bell. Thank God, Taco Bell, because that is my sinful pleasure sometimes, is getting Taco Bell, and I'm Mexican, and so I get a hard time for that because I should be getting like real, authentic Mexican food, which I do sometimes. KFC, I never get to. I'm not big into fried chicken. Chick-fil-A, you know, my students... And kids love Chick-fil-A, and a lot of people love the policy, how they're closed on Sundays, which I think is great. And uh, so I'm, I'm glad to see Chick-fil-A's up there, because I know my kids, uh, my ex-wife takes my kids there all the time. C's go to McDonald's and Wendy's. Here come the crap places. D's, Pizza Hut, Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, Jack in the Crack, as we used to call it, Jack in the Box, Burger King, and Papa John's. Oh, that's that's unfortunate because sometimes I get Papa John's because it's close by when I have to get pizza for the kids. F, Dairy Queen. No, not Dairy Queen. That's my blizzards. I, I honestly can't remember the last time I actually got real food at Dairy Queen. When I ever go there, it's always, every, when, every time I drive to Houston to go see my mom, I always stop at Dairy Queen and get my blizzards because that's my, if you listen to Confessions of an Obese Child podcast, you'll know that blizzards were my downfall and they still are my sinful pleasure. So the F's, DQ, Sonic, Olive Garden, Domino's, Applebee's, Arby's, Little Caesars, Chili's, or Salty's as they used to call it because it's all MSG's, but honestly they use MSG's in all these places, IHOP, Cracker Barrel, and Buffalo Wild Wings. So let's go back down to the failing. These are the students that, that can't repeat, you know, even though we do everything in public education to make sure they do pass. Uh, because, you know, we're all judged on graduation rates and retention rates. So DQ, Sonic, Olive Garden. And you think, well, Olive Garden, because they got the nice bread and the nice salad. It's such a healthy place. Well, not in terms of what they, what they shoot in their, their their animals. Domino's, which I guess I'm kind of happy is an F because I get Papa John's more often. So it's like, well, I guess a D is better than an F, but they're both crap. Uh, and then Little Caesars, Applebee's, Arby's. I honestly don't know. I don't think I've ever eaten at Arby's. I just don't like deli meat. That's why I don't, I don't go to Subway. Now, I used to go to Subway back in the day uh, when I was trying to keep my weight off like 10, 15 years ago after Jared showed us it could happen. But Arby's, I've never gone to. I just I don't, I don't find like cheesy, melted stuff with deli meat that appealing. Chili's, of course, I used to go to in my 20s. IHOP, which is the McDonald's of breakfast, as I tell my students. Uh, you know, I tell them, it's like, you know, there was a time that IHOP actually was the International House of Pancakes. And when you would go there, they'd have like German pancakes and Belgian pancakes and Italian pancakes. And now it's essentially just McDonald's sugary confections, right? The chocolate chip ones, the birthday cake pancakes and all that other garbage. Cracker Barrel, which I've, I think I've been to one time. And Buffalo Wild Wings, Buff which I don't think I've ever been to. I don't think I've ever been to Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. All right, so what are some actionable steps that you can do to reduce antibiotic exposure? 
Well, the number one thing is going to be just don't eat out. And we know this is a very practical, actionable step for all of us to do because we can control what we put in our food and therefore in our body when we eat at home. So ideally, don't eat out uh, because you could buy organic. Now, organic meat is pretty expensive. But again, what's more expensive, the prevention of disease or the treatment of disease with surgeries and big pharma prescription drugs and chemo and and whatnot and radiation. So that's one thing. It's like we most of the time we can afford things. We just choose to say that we can't, and then we go buy Starbucks. So ideally, don't eat out, right? Eat at home and buy uh, organic meat. The other option is if you are going to meet out, and I would definitely refer back to the Naturopathic Earth Radio episode on the definitive guide to eating out. That would kind of give you a guideline or what what uh, which cuisines have more superfoods and less toxins. Um, yeah, then then really go by this guideline. I'm not saying that you should definitely always eat up Panera, <laughs> but uh, or or Chipotle or, or even KFC. But I I I, I definitely like Ma Pa places. So if you can still find any of the places that are not mega chained, I recommend going there because most mega chain places get their food from the exact same suppliers that are washing our meat with ammonium. Uh, but the Ma Pa places, you know. I've seen some taquerias in San Antonio, like I'll be at H-E-B and there'll be somebody behind me and they'll have like this, like dozens of canned tomatoes and dozens of corn tortillas. So my understanding is like a typical like local Italian place or local Greek place probably gets their foods from the supermarket and they just prepare them in their own kitchen. So I am pretty skeptical to think that their their food's any cleaner and I really doubt that they're getting organic meat. So, yeah, so there, you're probably not going to be getting help there. So, again, if you're going to eat out, yeah, just just uh, yeah, just just cross your fingers and do the best you can on that on that regard, on that regard. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening to NPE Radio and Holistic Health News. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Holistic News Now and at our Facebook page at Naturopathic Earth. Please consider a donation at patreon.com slash naturopathic earth. Buy the confessions of an obese child ebook on Amazon or Barnes and Noble Nook. Consider subscribing to our podcast. And as always, please post an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this. And remember the core belief at NPE. Let food be thy medicine. Let nature be thy healer. Until next time. Music courtesy of Nine Inch Nails.